Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome people to episode 256 of Dude and a Monkey. I am one of your co-hosts, Matt Foster, and I am not joined uh, by Ian Loring. Who am I joined by today? Becky Foster, surname, so I'm not like Prince or Madonna. You're giving a surname this time, yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm not joined uh, by Ian. Um, for those who don't uh, keep up with events on Twitter, uh, who don't follow on Twitter, who listen to the podcast outside of that, uh, Ian's actually taken a bit of a sabbatical and a bit of a, a break from uh, the movie podcasting. Uh, I don't want to speak for Ian, uh, but I am going to. Um, well, actually, I do want to speak for him, uh, because he's not here to speak for himself. Um, so, Ian's kind of... I know a lot of things going on in his life in general, um, so films are just not being what they were to him, I would say, and he's kind of, in a way, as he's putting, I'm not putting words into his mouth here when he's not here, he's kind of fallen out of love with film a little bit, and so the the podcast, although he enjoyed doing it, etc., and the chats, he felt that from a film point, which it's a film podcast, he wasn't quite able to give it the absolute all, and, and Ian very much is one of those people where He's an all-nothing person. If he doesn't feel he can give the absolute everything to it, then then it it, it it kind of feels like he's betraying the audience. I suppose would be would be a good way to say it. So Ian's taken a bit of a back step from the the movie side of the damn you, but it means that he's going to put a lot more energy into the game side uh, of the of the damn you. Uh, so there's going to be a lot more streaming bits. There's talks of uh, maybe not a regular podcast, but there's certain podcasts cropping up every now and again uh, for that. And, you know, he will be uh, coming on board for uh, some of the podcasts and he may well return uh, in a permanent basis to the podcast. That is absolutely open uh, to to Ian uh, himself. But it's not that me and Ian have fallen out or anything like that. Uh, we haven't at all. Uh, but it is just that he's taken a bit of a break from the, the movie podcast and I, I decided that we're, we're going to keep it going and, and see how it goes. So I'll be joined by some guest... Um, sort of co-host every so often but I have a new regular co-host uh, who is sat next to me so we're actually not recording we're actually recording in the same room which is really strange for doing monkey you move a lot when you I talk. do move a lot I do this when I'm talking yeah. with Ian as well so yeah. yeah there's a lot of arm waving and theatrics going on um, so if people don't know Rebecca is uh, is my wife why um, am I getting my Sunday name because Ian gets his Sunday name, Ian. Well, that's just Ian, though, isn't it? Oh, well, that's your call fault. You're calling for short, do you? I, 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 I can't. No, I don't. No, no. I don't. So, yes. Um, so, yeah. So, this is going to be cool. Um, we're going to play around with the format a little bit um, every now and again, uh, just as we sort of get used to uh, different ways of doing it. Um, not saying that there's going to be better or anything like that, better ways of doing it, but it's just we can play around with it a little bit more because uh, we're not constrived by the fact that we're... Quite, similar, quite literally different countries like myself and Ian were. Also, um, it's going to get a little bit boring, isn't it? Seeing as we generally watch films together. So we, we do, we just yeah. stick to the same format. So we are going to, we're going to change the format. However, the first show, there is actually no change of format. We're still going to give you our usual news bits, which we'll go through in a minute. Uh, we're doing a retro uh, review um, this week because Deadpool was out and nothing else has tried to go up against it. But the retro review is something we're actually going to do pretty much on a week-by-week week basis, whereby we're going to put out a poll of films that we're going to select, um, the four films, and then people get to choose. So, for instance, this week, the selections were Stand By Me, uh, the next one was Kira, yes. and then Donnie Brasco, and then Singing in the Rain. My horse won. Uh, and your horse did win with, with, with Stand By Me, which is quite strange, because... Um, long-term listeners will know that Becky is actually our Stephen King correspondent. 
So that's, it's quite strange that they stand by me one. It is. That's that's not why I did it, though. I wasn't trying to cheat you. No, it is. Becky's our <laughs> Stephen King correspondent. And what I will say is, we're reviewing Stand By Me. Uh, one of the news things we're about to talk about is the casting of... It's the It film. Uh, our recording device is sat on top of a Stephen King book, <laughs> and uh, just behind Rebecca is another Stephen King book, which is the new book, The Outsider, which is released today. It's uh, so beautiful. I can't wait to start it. So yes, um, that noise you make that here was 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 Becky uh, stroking her the book. Everyone strokes books, man. Everyone strokes books. Everyone strokes two books. Yes. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, so that's going to be it. So we're going to talk Stand By Me, we're going to have our user trailers and uh, what we've been watching. Uh, it's not always the same. We do actually watch different things uh, as well. So it isn't always going to be us two just talking about exactly the same films. Yeah. Uh, and I think we have a, a, a couple of Twitter questions in there as well. So... Oh, I'm not very good at thinking of on-the-spot answers to questions. Well, and yeah, well... Neither was neither a medium, so <laughs> but we we but we bitch and moan so much about people not asking us questions that people are sat asking us questions and the, the strange thing is we kind of always go oh shit at the end of it so there is that as well um, so yeah uh, let's get into it um, news movie news this week um, we we do often try and sort of stay away from the uh, movie news that isn't actually movie related that's more real world related so there has been the news today that broke with the, the, the Harvey Weinstein uh, arrest and he's actually pleading not guilty he's uh, surrendered himself to he's surrendered so. himself in uh, we've also had uh, the Morgan Freeman is a wrong uh, revelations oh, that one makes me really sad I know sad. even God isn't safe from these things yes no I did steal your joke mm. I just I suppose when it's like people that you expect it from, it's it's a little bit like, oh, you could kind of tell. But wasn't this when Morgan it... Freeman that allegedly oh, yeah. had a relationship with his granddaughter? I don't think it was his granddaughter. It technically was his granddaughter. By marriage, but it technically was his granddaughter. That's a bit gross. It yeah. is a little bit creepy. Um, I, but, you know, in, in movie news, it's actually related to movies. And the It casting is, is developing quite a lot more, I think. Is it, is it pretty much all of them are cast now? Yeah, I think I think it kind of is now. Um, just, I mean, obviously, when when the first one came out, there was all the the fantasy casting going around, wasn't there? All yeah. The, we'll have Chris Pratt for Ben Hanscom, and we'll have Jessica yeah. Chastain for Beverly, and that seems to be the only one really that's that's kind of panned out. But you know, it's James McAvoy is builder. I, I don't know. He just seems a bit young. I don't know, in comparison to like the other ones, but I think it's maybe because he's just been around for so long, you just assume he's still Mr. Tumnus, don't you? So, no. um, yeah, you do. So, I don't know, it's it's a funny casting, and there's there's people in there that I'm not hugely familiar with, but obviously they, they had to go with Jessica Chastain for Beverly. Jessica Chastain made, made perfect sense for Beverly, uh, you know, with the fact that it was, you know, Michelle's work with uh, Jessica Chastain on Mama. So they've got a, a pre-existing working relationship. Yeah. Um, Jessica Chastain, I think, has worked with James McAvoy a couple of times as well, I believe. She? Uh, was it the killing or the life and death of Emma Rigby or uh, Rigby something? What was it called again? Oh, I'm just trying to look. Hang on a second. So th- there's that. I think Bill Hader is good, a good a good choice. Uh, yeah, not that bad actually, And, and James Branson's a, a, a good a good actor. You know, I, I I like I think that in terms of when you're taking it, maybe if you're taking it from the book, it might be different. But if you're taking the character 
from the first film and then transporting him 30 years down the line that mm. there's a pretty good likeness and you could see that kid turning into that kid mm. and, and you know, the actor has the, the acting chops I think to kind of pull off that that kind of he wasn't quite as as, as geeky and as um, as wet no. as, as I think the I don't know it works like the book but to the, um, the the TV movie of the you know the, the early 90s well he's, he's the thing is the you end up comparing it because the, the, the TV miniseries was such a ubiquitous thing. Mm. Um, you end up comparing it to that. And really what we should be comparing it to is the book. Yes. And Richie isn't hugely nerdy. He's just got a... He's, he's like a wise, cracking, bit of a dick kind of guy. And he ends up as like a... Um, Shot rock kind of DJ. No, I mean, did the, the see, that's that's Bill Hader. Mm. Oh, we were talking about um, James Ransom's character. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought you were nah, talking I about. I just don't fucking listen to it here. I was trying to find this bloody thing for you. It's the disappearance of Eleanor Rigby. Killing of. No. Virginity losing of all these different <laughs> things. Could be anything. They made two films, weren't they? Two three. films, three, three, three. Him, her, yes, and them. There's, there's him, her, and them. It's his, mm. what is that, and everything like that. Yeah, it's a lot of them. Whatever it is, an interesting thing, but it's six hours. Who's got six hours? Who's got six hours? Who's got six hours? Just crazy. Just cray cray. Um, so yeah, sorry. So James Ronson's one of the ones that I'm not. Oh, Eddie, yeah, Eddie is supposed to be. Is like a massive hypochondriac. And yeah, I think you can pull it off. All that kind of thing. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm down with that shiznit. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't think I'd seen him in anything, but he's the, he's the policeman, isn't he, in Sinister? Yes, he is, yes. A policeman. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, I think, I think it'll be fine, to be honest. It's, it's, you know, I think it's, it's not a bad cast. I'm really, I'm really excited for it, to be well, honest. Uh, Bill Skarsgård's come out and actually said that, that um, from reading the script, he says it, it is more of a, it, it's less than a nostalgia and more... It's going to be more of a. It's going to be more of an angry movie, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think obviously. Transported to now to to to, to modern times mm. um, was obviously it was a it was a period piece, you know, tapping into that, the current, you know, vogue that it, it is that is kind of like eighties um, nostalgia. Well, I think I think like in again referencing the TV miniseries, it all all the shit that goes down really is when they're kids in that all the really scary stuff yeah. and in the book that is the case but Pennywise comes back pissed that they nearly beat him last time and you know I, 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 they've said it's going to be quite a lot scarier and, and quite a lot heavier yeah. they, than, than the first one because obviously it's not going to be merely a, a child cast so they can do a bit more with it I suppose mm. um, most of the comments I've seen um, about number two is that they really hope that Bill Skarsgård t- turns down his Scooby Doo voice a little bit. So we'll see. Um, oh, people really will fucking <laughs> complain about nothing. I know, but yeah, I think you know he, he, the returning cast are great. The kids are going to be in it again a little bit as flashbacks, aren't they? And mm. Bill Skarsgård was great as Pennywise. First one, it wasn't like scary, scary. I don't think. No, but I, I think I certainly had a, I, I had a freaky kind of tone to it. Mm. I, I don't think it was outright... It wasn't scary as such, but it definitely had an atmosphere to it. Mm, definitely. And I think, though, when, when you read back on the... on 
because in, in prep for that coming out, I, I read the book again. And it, I mean, it's creepy, but it's not as scary as I remember it being. Hmm. But it's more kind of the... You're, you, it's not scary to watch. It's it's you're scared for them. Yeah. I think is what I said when we did the review of it last time. You know, you you are watching them be scared, and that that sort of it it raises the tension. I think I think it does a really good job with that. So, yeah, excited for it to be honest. Um, you know, the adult half in the TV miniseries is definitely the weaker part of that story. Hmm. Um. And the weird ending. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, you know they've they've got a chance to to do a good job of it. Yeah. And I think they will. Good. Cool. Um, trailers. What trailers have you been watching? I can't even remember the ones we just watched. We literally just watched them as well. <laughs> yes. Um, so we watched. Sicario two. We watched this uh, Sicario um, two uh, trailer. Um, Sicario was. I I thought Sicario was, was was fantastic. I thought it was one of the best. Uh, proper outright kind of um, crime thrillers we've had in, in in the past sort of few years, and it's been a good few years for for crime thrillers. Um, you know, but it was a dense film, you know, movie from a, a Taylor Sheridan script. Taylor Sheridan has since had Hella High Water, which um, he didn't direct, but then he had obviously last year Wind River, which he wrote and directed. This one he has just written, um, and it's directed by uh, Stefano Sommelier, who made. Uh, what did he make again? It's gonna bug the crap out of me. Uh, he made a Sabora, that was it, uh, and has done the uh, Gamora TV series. He's done all of those, so that's a. It's. It does seem like it, it, it's outright gonna be more of a um, more of like an action crime thriller rather than a a, a, a thriller crime mm. thriller kind of uh, vibe. Uh, what, what do you think? I think it looks really. I I need to watch um, Sicario again. To be perfectly honest, I don't really remember it at all. I think I maybe fell asleep halfway through it. I think you must have done if you don't remember it. Yeah. It's quite a memorable film. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment on the trailer for Sicario too until I've rewatched Sicario. But as just a, a trailer trailer, it looks it looks good. Yeah, it's a bit of a year where Josh Brolin's having having a gonna have a bit of a banner year this year, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, just everywhere. Isn't yeah, he? he's. Thanos and Cable, and then he's got this coming out. It's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a solid year for 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 that man, and, and good because he's he's a thoroughly entertaining actor. I've always yeah. played on with 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 Josh Brolin. I like Josh Brolin. Um, and of course he he said the immortal lines, "Moto Panikeku." <laughs> I love that film. Yes. Um, <laughs> also, the trailer for uh, Wildlife, Paul Dano's directorial debut, uh, written with Zoe Kazan. Yeah. Starring Kerry Mulligan. And uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, what do you think? <laughs> Slice of Americana, I think it's going to be yeah. it's very much a. It looks interesting. It it looks a bit bleak. I'm I'm not good with bleak generally. Like I have to be really in the mood for bleak movies, and it does look like it could be a bit bleak. And I'm not a huge fan of Kerry Mulligan, no, but I will I watch it, and I will try and because I you. I go through stages, as you well know, where if I dislike an actor or actress, I will automatically hate their films. And it's a very stupid thing to do. I'm trying to be very grown up and not do it anymore, but so hence we'll watch it. Um, I don't know why I dislike her. She just rubs me up the wrong way. Could be but, because she's a Tory. Could be because she's a Tory. Is she a Tory? 
She seems like a Tory. She's married to one of the, uh, the, the what is it, isn't she? The Mumford sons. Oh, she's married to a Mumford, isn't she's she? Married, yeah. She's married to the Mumford, I think. The Mumford, the main yeah. Mumford. I don't think there is his kids. You are? I don't think there is kids. They're all like, I think one of them's older than him. It's a bit fucking weird. Yeah, they're not his sons. They're not his sons. No. Fucking liars. Bad Tories. Bad Tories. Oh, she must be. She went to the royal wedding. It's fucking, well, it's only Tom Hardy. Yeah, that's true. With his fucking bald head. He looks miserable as sin in that, in that service. I've seen pictures of it because I didn't watch it. I've seen pictures of it and he looks like he wants to die. The, the best the best tweet, sorry, we're mild tangent here, but it's to prove tangents will still exist. The best tweet of the royal wedding um, that I saw was somebody said that, that Tom Hardy mumbling the Lord's Prayer uh, looks like he's still from a film where he's just about to murder you. <laughs> um, so, <coughs> yeah. There is, there is that. Um, I, I, I think it looks fantastic. Um, I think Paul Dano is one of those. It does. Actors. See, that's so. what I was going to say. Sorry, um, I got sidetracked. I will watch it for two reasons. I like Paul Dano a lot, and will watch it because it's his directorial debut. And Jake Gyllenhaal, he don't make shit, does he? No, I'm, again, <coughs> short or long term listeners of the podcast will know my feelings. That Jake Gyllenhaal is, is, I think he's the best actor of his generation. Mm. Um, don't wrong. I, I I still very much like Tom Hardy and um, Ryan Gosling. I think they're both fantastic actors. But I I do think that that Jake Gyllenhaal has kind of managed to slide under the radar a little bit for for quietly being probably the best actor of his generation. Um, yeah. And it's I think he quite likes that kind of sliding under the radar a little bit. Um, he doesn't really do the whole celebrity bit, does he? He he, he kind of gets quite snipey. He, mm. he he can be a bit of a prick, but quite a, a charismatic prick. A bit like <laughs> uh, Tom Hardy can just be a bit of a prick, uh, and Gosling can just be quite charismatic. So you've got that. He's a funny one, is Ryan Gosling. He always looks like he'd have a conversation with someone and then like make fun of them after they'd walked away. He looks like he'd be a bit of a twat. He 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 looks. He's a bit smug looking, isn't he? He he, he does look like. Like, like he thinks he's in on the joke and nobody else is. That's it. But, yeah, but, that's, but that's everything fine. is the joke. Yes. <laughs> um. So yeah. So, uh, right. What else have we got? Uh, but yeah. So my my things. I, I think that's fantastic. I think mm. Paul Dano's, Um. It, he's always seemed like one that will go on to 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 do directorial work and will do it quite well. I know that he's. I really think about him that I think he's been doing like he he's he actually went to the um. New York Film School All right. uh, and studied directing at the New York Film School despite the fact that he quite easily probably could have just you know learnt it on the job yeah but you know he's still going out there and when you think about it I think he I'm sure it's somewhere that he um, he actually he ended up working with because he made Being Flynn with Robert De Niro mm. um, and of course they're both live in New York and I think they're quite friendly with each other uh, and I think that, that De Niro got him in with Scorsese so he did some sort of shadow, shadow work with Scorsese on Silence I think right. to kind of get that and obviously work with Paul Thomas Anderson you know he's worked with some very talented directors yeah. so you know, you'd think some of that will, will kind of seep into that there. you'd hope some of that will seep in it there it looks like a very good trailer it's got very good sort of word uh, next one um, it, a, a remake of Papillon um, a strange one that one it, it, it's kind of like it's not like a big, huge remake as well with like hugely recognisable stars. It's it's a remake mm. um, starring um, podcast favourite uh, Charlie Hunnam <laughs> and uh, Ryan Malek. Um, and Tommy Flanagan also turns up there. If you were the, you know, it's that guy from that thing. 
yeah. actors there. Yeah. Um, it looks like it's very much a... It's not going to be like a straight-up shot-for-shot remake. They're going for a little bit more of the... Um, the more out there elements of the uh, of 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 the um of the books uh, rather than the what is it? it it seems to have vibes of like uh Reffin's Bronson uh, in there mm, in terms mm. of that i i mean it, it looks very good just i full disclosure didn't realize it was a remake so <laughs> that's just how stupid i am no that's, that's weird that because i remember i've actually watched papillon uh, the steve mcqueen Dustin Hoffman film with you no you haven't <laughs> no many many years ago don't tell him lies stop trying to gaslight me i'm not trying to gaslight you, you are. anyway um but yeah it looks it looks fantastic yeah um, um i the Lost City of Z, I, I, I think, uh, you know, was the last time we saw, uh, well, actually, the last time we saw Talon and Glass Green was King Arthur, which <laughs> I really enjoyed. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, you know, we had The Lost City of Z, where Talon was taking on a different role. He wasn't trying to be a movie star, he was more trying to be an actor. And I think The Lost City of Z is a fantastic film. Yeah, it um, is, yeah. And the final one, I think, yeah, uh, is The uh, Sisters Brothers uh, from Jacques uh, Auriard, uh, the director of Prophet. Right. French. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of this? Another one with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be the year as well. Yeah. Um, honestly, I scrolled past something about this earlier and saw it had John C. Riley in it. Figured it must just be some stupid comedy of the ilk of that horrendous thing that he did with... Um, God. The guy out of Elf. What's his name? I like Step Brothers. Step Brothers. I like Step Brothers. Nobody likes Step Brothers. Many people like Step Brothers. Do they? Yeah, they do. Anyway, so I assumed it'd be something stupid like that. Um, it actually looks really good. I actually think that looks good. What do you think? Yeah, I'm very much up for it. You know, you've got John C. Riley, Joaquin Phoenix, Jake Gyllenhaal, Riz Ahmed, Rutger Hoyer, Carol Kane's in there. Uh, that, that's a that's a cast. That is. Uh, yeah, it, it looks it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm I'm very much very much up for that without question. Um, comedy, but not it doesn't look stupid. It's like a dark comedy. I yeah. think it's going to be, isn't it? Yeah. So so there's that to take in from it. Um, so yeah, I think that was everything from trailers, wasn't it? Yeah. I think so. You think anything else that you saw? I can't think of anything else that I saw. Let me double check on our little thing. Let's see if there's anything else that jumps out. Nope, it was just that. So <laughs> happy time murders. Oh, the Happy Time Murders. Yes, we did. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, there is two more. There's, there's two more. Three more. Fucking hell. Bloody hell. Drop the yeah, we're shit, aren't we? Yeah, that, that's my fault. That. Yeah. Happy Time Murders. Go on, then. Um, Muppets uh, with an R rating. I think it looks fucking hilarious. Yeah, you do think it looks hilarious, don't you? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I, I'm a little bit on the sense of... I, I know that, that you can't be everything sacred, but I'm a little bit like, do you know what? Do we need an R-rated Muppets movie? I just don't think we do. I just don't... I just don't think we... Do you know what it is? What it seems a little bit like... What? It seems a little bit like... The Muppets reigns have been handed over to people who fucking really like Rick and Morty and have wanted to make something that they can show to their friends who really like Rick and Morty. And I just... I don't like Rick and Morty, so I don't give a shit. 
what is wrong with just having a little bit of you know innuendo within Muppets? I don't see why when he won that's just jizzing all over his office. Yeah, I didn't that bit that was that was too much. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping it won't all be like that because I watched that and it was just like. Yeah, you took it too far now. Yeah, that, that's that's the danger um, of it, I suppose. Yeah, it. I'll watch it. I'll probably laugh, but I am a little bit. It, do we do we really need it? I it looks it looks funny. It's. I don't know. It's. It, it, it's kind of it's trying to be a bit of a Who Framed Roger Rabbit type vibe. Isn't it? But Who Framed Roger Rabbit isn't R-rated. I'm aware of this. Um, but can, we, can we also add the fact that it's, it's also fantastic? Yeah. Yeah, well, obviously it's not going to be in there. It does feel a little bit like... You look, you watch it and go... It looks a little bit more would... Last Action Hero than it does <laughs> Who yeah. Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, I love that film. Nobody else did. Oh, I, could, I could watch that, like, monthly. Yeah, I... I, I, I could barely watch it when I saw it. Isn't it? <laughs> um, it's got Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. You love anything with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Yeah, but that's that's a long film. It's good. Um, I don't, I don't know. It it it's one that I'll have to. It, the trailer's funny, with the exception of that final scene. The previous bits and bats that have been sort of come out about it. It, it sounds like it could be good. It just depends whether they show. A bit of restraint. That's my worry. Mm. Um, next one is City of Lies. Yeah. The Forest Whitaker, Johnny Depp one about the Biggie Smalls murder. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, sorry, you said the name and I was like, uh, what was that? Um, <sighs> Handled right, this could be a really yeah. interesting film. Yeah. Handled it right, it could be. Now, I think the addition of Forrest Whitaker into the cast mm. makes me think ah, he's a very careful man when yeah. it comes to what he selects he's going to do, you know. And I don't think he'd he'd pump for something like this unless he'd done his research, done his background work, and looked at it and went, "Yeah, we've got we've got a film rather than the idea of a film." I th- I've got no issue with the film. I think the film itself looks great. Honestly, though, people just need to stop giving Johnny Depp work. Because he ain't very good anymore. And he's really troubling to look at. He does He does look like a man that's doing his best to turn into a bad waxwork of himself. <laughs> he does. Well, do you know what he looks like? He looks like an ageing alcoholic. Which is what he is. Yes, yeah, you could you could argue that. You know, that, yeah. his face is all puffy, the whites of his eyes aren't white anymore. He he looks like he's going through some shit. I just I don't I don't need to see it. Jeez, though, cast Johnny Depp, mm. Forrest Whitaker, Rotman Dunbar, Xander Berkeley, Shea Wiggum. Um, who else have we got in there? Dayton Callie's in there. Michael Parr is in there. Oh. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm very much up for that. And then finally, uh, shock and awe, the new Rob Reiner movie. I didn't do that on purpose, by the way. I should have said said I could have smoothly gone. I'm moving on. Uh, Let's yeah. segue into our main review. So yeah, uh, shock and awe. Yeah. It, it, it's 
brave movie. Well, it's it, it's it's angry Rob Reiner. Yeah. Um, and I like angry. Rob, I, I like non angry uh, Rob Reiner. Um, so. Yeah, I'm I'm very, very much up for this. You've got Rhino with uh, Woody Harrelson, Tommy Lee Jones, James Marsden, Mili Jokovic, Jessica Biel in there. Uh, and it's the um yeah, it's the, the investigation into the Bush administration's reasons for going to war with, with Iraq. It doesn't look like it's gonna be pulling any punches though, does it? Rob Ryan doesn't seem like politically he's been pulling any punches for a couple of years now. Um mm. he seems like he's a very you, you know, um we had this conversation after we watched the trailer uh, the other the day. Um, Rob Ryan is a very, very smart man. Mm. You know, a very smart man. And he, he's respected uh, within Hollywood for being one of the good guys. And I hope in a few weeks' time he doesn't come out to be an Uncle Touchy. Oh, God, can you imagine? Uh, I'd be I, won't, I wouldn't... I, I still would watch when I met Sally quite regularly. And, and um, so every New Year's Eve. Every fucking chance I get. Um, so yeah, there is that. But you know, he's yeah, he's he's he's, a, he's got a, a lot of respect within the industry and within general, I think, journalism as well. So yeah, it, it's him being a bit angry, and then when you've got Woody Harrelson in there, Woody Harrelson has a very makes his political compass quite well known so mm. there's, there's that as well I, this is this is one that I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it's, it's, it's gone up there as one of my very one of the most anticipated movies of the year I'd say. yeah it does look really really good really interesting it's not it's not necessarily something I know a huge amount about I think it's not that, that necessarily something that a lot no. of people a, a lot well that's about. it I think that's why it'll be really interesting yeah you'd hope that it, it, it is a bit of a that it's not just a a telling off. Yeah, yeah, like it's got in, more behind unless, it. Unless, unless, unless actually it, it needs to be a telling off. I, I I hope there's a balance there. Yeah, yeah. Um. So so there is for that, and you know, moving smooth swiftly on. Um, <laughs> fucking seamless. Uh, there from a new Rob Reiner film. Uh, we're gonna go back in time twice. We're going back in time first of all. We're going to go back in time to 1986. We're going back 32 years. Yeah. 1986 when I was four and you were three. Woo! Yay. Fuck you. Old man. Uh, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to go back then. Um, but then when we go back then, we're also going to go back to 1959. Wow. Um, when only like two out of the four of our parents were born. So, you know... Three. That's mine, isn't it? No, yeah, my dad was 57. Yeah, 57, so three. Three out of that. Cool. Uh, we're born. Yes, we're going back to 1959. Not that uh, you guys out there need to know that. No, you didn't. It's but... fine. <laughs> but you might have wanted to. You might have wanted uh, to. So you want to go back to, to Stand By Me. Uh, I think we have, well, I know I've spoken about Stand By Me on the podcast before, um, in passing, because we watch it quite regularly. But we're going to do a full, uh, more in-depth re- review of it now. Uh, so it's the Rob Reiner movie. Uh, it's based on a short story or a novella. Yes. That'd be correct, from different seasons. Weirdly enough, the book that we're actually resting our recording device on at the moment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it's it's out because, obviously, when I was reviewing this, I wanted to reread the story to see, I think, how they compare. Yeah. Um, well, we'll it's just... not a story I've read recently. Yeah. And it's a bit of a funny one, really. Well, it's the story, for anyone who doesn't know, which I assume most of you will, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's the story of four friends, um, played by Will Wheat and River Phoenix, Corey Feldman and Jerry O'Connell, uh, who 
age 12 in a fictional town called Castle Rock. Is it a fictional town? Yeah. Yes, it is. The fictional town, isn't it? There are a lot of... Um, a lot of Stephen King's yeah. stories are based around that, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's in, in uh, Castle Rock uh, in 1959, and they hear about the possible location of a dead body, and the idea is that they're going to go and have a trek to go and find this this dead body. And it's this, this big adventure, and, of course, along the way, they, they find out things about themselves. Um, this is one of your favourite well, yeah, movies, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. You've described it, and I've previously described <laughs> it, as like I've been a nice warm hug of a movie. It is, it is a um, hug of a movie. So, before we get into the actual movie, why? Why is it one of your favourite movies? Um, I think, I mean, I think obviously part of it is like the standard stuff when when I watched it, it I was still quite young, so there's that nostalgic element, but I d- just the, the whole tone of it is I don't know it's it's it they they feel like real life fleshed out people they feel they feel like they could be people you would know that you would be you would have been friends with or you or like you were that kid it just it just really is it just it, it makes me feel every time I watch it like, like I you're, felt like you're the first, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like I felt the first time I watched it, and it's it never loses any of its any of its appeal. I suppose I've never watched it and gone, oh, I don't know, I can't be fucking bothered to, to watch the rest of this. I've seen it too many times. I know what's going to happen. And I'm tired. I never feel like that with it, and I have to. You have to watch it till right at the end of the the song on the end credits because it would just be rude not to. So I don't know. It is just one of those films for me that. It, I could I could watch it an infinite amount of times. I think and part, never get bored. I think part of it's um, the kind of I, I absolutely agree that, that in terms of when you watched it, I think people from around sort of our generation, um, and you're talking a, a we often sort of reference this on the podcast um, is you're talking a pre so you're talking like the pre um, sort of there's no Netflix or anything like that. You yeah. Know, if you wanted to sort of watch a movie, you had to actually go and and actually rent it or anything like that. Um, and so it, it's... I often speak about the, the, the idea of there, there were certain films that when they were on TV, you spoke about them. It, it was like, oh, did you watch Stand By Me? And there were, there were, there were playground chatter movies. Yeah. Uh, and Stand By Me was very much kind of one of them. So I think there's, there's, there's that element of taking it back to that. Uh, the thing, yeah, they, 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 because they used young actors that were around the age they were supposed to be. Yeah. Um, there is that element that, and that's why I think taking them back and putting them into a setting that is not of its time as well it transports them. Yeah. Back there. Yeah. Uh, so you you are looking at them as very much these people. You, they're not. None of them are really recognisable nowadays. You know who they are, but. They're not. They they do look significantly different as, oh, they, yeah. as they got older. Yeah. Because you know you will do. Mm. So that there is there is also that to take into account. And I think that you've got to. I also think it helps that it's it's a movie that gets in, gets its story told, and gets gets the fuck out. Yeah. Really. I think you know you you watch it, and when you've watched it like a ton of times, you kind of there is a there is a sort of maybe a tendency not to take 
the performances for granted, but maybe to just... Because you've seen them so many times, you stop being impressed by how good they are. Mm. All four central performances in that are absolutely flawless. Yeah. You know, and they're all likeable, believable kids, but they're, they're... This is something that I said in conversation a billion times before. Up until very recently, the Stephen King adaptations from novels were maybe not as fantastic. I think and then you've got maybe... different seasons which gave us Stand By Me from The Body and The Shawshank Redemption. And I think that slightly less fleshed out um, story that you get from from a from a novella from a short story, it gives whoever's directing the room to do something with it mm. and to flesh it out. As when you read a book, you imagine the people, you imagine what they look like, you imagine what their mannerisms are. You create the movie, yeah. In your head, and yeah. if it's all set out on the page, you're a bit more constrained. Mm. Whereas, you know. Rob Ryan has done a really good job with this of sticking really well to the tone of the story but putting his own warmth into it I think what what kind of surprised me when I was rereading the story it's not it doesn't feel the same at all like it's it's a very very good adaptation in that it's it's quite accurate to what's in the book but the kids in it, you don't like them as much as the ones in the film. They're not the same. They've not got the same... Um, they don't feel 3D. Right. Um, whereas, you know, the in the film, they they have their flaws. They have their weaknesses. They have... They, they're, real, they're real people. And I think that's why it always gets me, this film. Because you, you're there with them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Still up there. It's just reinforced its position as one of my favourite films, so that's good. Because <laughs> uh, the film, it deals with kind of I think the, 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 the you know a lot of standardised coming of age tropes. Um, however, it, it, it's different than something like um, it's different to some of the John Hughes movies, which happen over. A few weeks or a few months, yeah. Unlike, but it, but it also has a similarity to something like The Breakfast Club, um, which I think was out in eighty five, I believe. I think, in the sense that it's it's you're not you're not having a break from these people, so literally, with the exception of you have a mild break at the start, um, but you're spending the entire journey with these people, and it's over a couple of days. Yeah, but you're they're not going off and doing anything that you're not seeing, with the mm. exception of when they first arrange to what is it and they all go off to pack their bags and then come back. Yeah, it feels like you're watching it in real time. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's that element to it. Um, so you're not... The emotions that they're having to go through and all these things they're having to go through have to be quite quick emotions, so you have to create backstories quite quickly. Mm. And you have to put the idea of, well, this is because of this and this is because of this and this is because of this. And it, it, it does that quite well without... It does, without being clumsy. Without over-egging yeah. the, you know, the, the exposition there. Um, and it, it's, it does it, I think, by quite simply stating 
very basic and using clever narration mm. uh, it, it's not a clunky like um, for instance the original Blade Runner narration which was basically telling you what happened <laughs> um, it, it has quite, sort of quite simple narration where because you're essentially you're being told the story yeah you know the narrator isn't there narrating the story the narrator is telling you the story you know he's the he's the bits in between what the people are saying in the book out loud yeah so yeah. It's, it's, it's a clever way of, it's a clever of, way of doing it as having it. Yeah. yeah him typing it up and, and writing down that story for the first time it, it gives them that it gives them the freedom the yeah. flexibility to kind of to kind of to tell you things but it, it also it gives them it as a tool to, yeah. to use and he uses it really well well that's it and it, you, you get you know you get it from for instance Gordy that you know he's going through something where he feels as it says like he, like he feels like, an, like he's invisible because you know he, he, that he lost his brother and his parents haven't quite gotten over that um, poor kid's going through some shit yeah and, and then you know River Felix you've got the fact that he's he, he's trapped within uh, the confines of his his station essentially you know yeah. that he's you can tell he's clearly quite smart and clearly clearly quite capable he's living down to other people's expectations exactly yeah and then um Corey Feldman is quite simply has got some latent mental problems passed down from his <laughs> Parents, yeah. you know, and there is there, there, there's that, and then you've got essentially the straight kid, you know, yeah. you know, Jericho uh, Burn it, it is just your standardised, you know, fifties late fifties yeah. kid, you know, he's gonna stay in the town, he's gonna marry the girl out of college, he's gonna work a a blue collar job, and he's probably gonna be quite happy doing it mm. throughout his entire life, you know, and he's quite happy with that. If you were to offer him that at fifty five, at, at twelve years old, and say fifty five, you're gonna have had three kids and a, a wife and you're going to have done this job, he'd be like, oh, I'm not cool. cool. I'm, I'm yeah. all right with that. <laughs> I've done all right. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be cool. I'm just doing it on. Um, Got a love burn. <laughs> yeah, so there's that and you're going on this, this kind of journey with them through throughout all this and then in the background you've got the the, the elder um, brothers and etc. who are going through a, a much advanced kind of version of it where it's everything's blustering about you know, them trying to impress each other. But it does very much focus on the the, the kids, essentially, all the way through it, which I think is quite nice. You know, the adults, adults hardly in the movie. I mean, what is there? There's, there's the... His parents, Gordy's parents are in it briefly. Very briefly, yeah. You've got the clerk at Queen of Charlo's. That way they get the hamburger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and The diner got... lady with the cherry bombs. Very briefly, yeah. And then you've got the... What is it? Um, the junkyard. Proprietor. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Um, so, you know, in a movie... Four. In a movie where it, you know, it's brilliant about kids, there's actually really only four actual adult speaking parts. Yeah. You can't count uh ace and eyeballs and people like that you can't count them as adults because then they're not no. they're not quite adults they're no. on the cusp of being adults yeah yeah um so it, it it is a movie but it you don't notice that i think when you're watching it you, you, you what you do is when you're younger you're going on a journey with these kids yeah when you're older you're watching these kids go on a journey yeah it, there's, there's also that's taken into account i, I do think though it, it transports you back to that feeling of being 
like 12. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. I think there's, there's definitely that. I think that's, that's its, its strength. But I, I do think that that, that under 90 minute runtime really helps it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it gets in, gets its, gets its job done and gets out, doesn't it? Well, that's it. It doesn't, it doesn't feel the need to kind of um, to try and flesh things out too much. No. It's, you're dealing with kids and, you know, simply complex emotions. Yeah, yeah. Everything's super important, but the things that are important... Yeah. They're not used to having something important be important like yeah finding ray browers well, that, 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 that's they're used it. to playing cards in the treehouse being really important and stuff like that and then it's when when the gravity of what they actually have got that do yeah you know they it, it's this adventure and it's once it becomes really real to them and it's i think the reactions from from them are all just they're so um genuine they mm. feel genuine um it is it's a really, really great film, and it, for me, easily the best Stephen King adaptation. Of all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel all all Stephen King adaptations? I would say so. Yeah. Huh. I, I, yeah, I, I could probably agree on that one actually. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a. Plus, the obvious ones that people would always put forward are The Shining and Shawshank Redemption. I think would be the, the the main two that people would put forward. The Shining's a great film. It's not a great adaptation. I, you see, I, I've never got on with The Shining as a film, so... Um... It, you don't like Shelley Duvall in it, do you? I'm, I'm not a big fan of Shelley Duvall, no. Um, she um, is properly annoying in it, though. Like, uh, well, and, and you I, would try and chop her up with an axe. And I, I, I think that in a lot of this um, revisionism that we're going through in terms of can you look at things in a certain way because of um, the way people were treated while things are being made... Um, it's kind of a little bit like, well, I'm angry about this, I'm angry about this, and it's like, oh, what about Kubrick? Oh, I, I like Kubrick's, you know, he made 2001, so I'm, I'm not as angry about him. <laughs> and it's like, you can't, you can't be angry about that guy and not that guy because you like that guy. That's, yeah. that's, that's not how it works. No. You, you, can't, you can't pick and choose your bastards. They're either bastards or they're not. Yeah, yeah. But then there's the whole separation of, you know, art and... Artist. Yeah. It's I, I very much like The Shining. I think it's a really good film. But it's not a great adaptation. Yeah. So there's that. And then what was the other one you mentioned? Sure, sure. I think would be the one people would put forward as being like the, the, the go-to uh, king adaptations. It's great. I don't think it's as good as Stand By Me. Not by quite a long it's way. It's a very long movie, isn't it? It's very long. It's long as 20 talks, I think. Rewatching it, it's a touch cheesy at points mm. um, I just I don't think it's I don't think it's handled quite as well what Rob Ryan has done here is he's like you say he's made a reasonable length movie from a short story mm. Frank Darabont yeah. made a very long movie out of a short story and it does feel like it at points I think I think short is one of those movies that's better when you're watching it yeah, probably, probably. The, the, but not, I, not, not, not the Stand By Me is such me watching it, but I mean in general. Better than you better, remember better it than watching being. it. I mm. think uh, the fact that... It, well, I mean, don't seems... get me wrong, I, I love Shawshank. I really do. And, you know, every time I've watched it, I've really enjoyed it. The difference for me here is, I think, 
oh, I'd probably quite like to rewatch Shawshank again at some point. Yeah. Whereas Stand By Me, if it's ever suggested to fancy watching Stand By Me, it would just be an instant yes. Yeah. And and we do watch it quite regularly. And it never gets old. It You don't get bored of it. You know, you've got to give it a reasonable gap. You can't watch it every week. But, you know, it, it it's satisfying to watch every time you watch it. Yeah. So... You know, I think that you've got to take that into account. It's rewatchability and it's rewatchable because it is so good. Yes. Um, so yeah, so uh, I'm guessing uh, that we're we're going for a definitely not shit <laughs> on that one from from the both of us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yes, so um, so yeah, um, in what you've been watching this past couple of weeks. We'll go with you first. Go with me you first. Are, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm hosting and you're, you're, you're today's co-host and I'm, I'm hosting, so that's how we usually do the thing. All right. Why are you necking? Um, <laughs> okay, so in addition to what you've watched, because we, we can do the rest of them kind of jointly, can't we? Hmm. Um, watch Wonder Woman. Well, hang on, just quickly, just quickly, just last thing on standby me from, from that there. Go for it. Um, one thing you did say was it is kind of a shame with the fact that you've got the four lead actors uh, are all very, very good in it. Yeah. Um, and the point that you made after the, the, we, we watched it um, was River Phoenix sadly passed. Yeah. Uh, Corey Feldman has fucking gone off the reservation completely. Uh, I do still state that people, everybody, everybody is should this about listen the bloody to the choreography. choreography. Yes. Don't read the book. The book's probably terrible. But get the audio book. Get Audible free trial. And get the choreography. It is pure gold. You fucking love that, don't you? I do, I've listened to it more than once. It is good. And it's about nine hours long. Yeah. Um, the choreography is magnificent. So yeah, Corey Feldman, you kind of look at it and go, I wish he could have a bit of a renaissance, but it just doesn't work with him now. He's no. a bit too weird. Uh, and then yeah, I uh, think I think to be fair, he's he's a product of stuff that he's gone through. He, yeah, he? you could absolutely yeah, argue. I uh, argue that. Um, and then you've got Will Wheaton does Star Trek conventions. Yeah, and um, Jerry O'Connell. Is Jerry O'Connell in prison for tax evasion at the moment or something? I remember reading. He recently. can't be. I'm pretty sure he he, he probably is. I'm not pretty sure. I'm I'm, I'm vaguely like maybe three percent sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Not not really though. Pretty sure. Ninety percent. Yeah, ninety percent sure. Uh, I'm seventy percent <laughs> sure. I'm ninety percent sure. And of that seventy percent, maybe twelve and a half percent of that is actually me being sure. So Jerry O'Connell, just type in Jerry O'Connell prison. I'm pretty sure he's in prison. I maybe. I don't think Might he be. is. Right. Well, I'm pretty sure he is. So let's just, let's just say he is, and if he isn't, he can try and sue us. Um, Jerry O'Connell, let's have a look. Jerry <laughs> we're going to live check if Jerry O'Connell is in prison. I think we probably shouldn't, and then uh, apologise. No, I, I, I refuse to apologise <laughs> to Jerry O'Connell about him actually being in prison when he might not be. I don't think he, I don't think he is. News, Jerry O'Connell. Nope, Jerry O'Connell is not in prison. He's apparently going to be on in the Big Bang Theory, so it's, it's, it's almost the same. <laughs> I think it's maybe worse. Prison. Where have I made this up from? I don't know. You talk some shit, don't you? He plays Sheldon's older brother. Oh, God. Yes. Uh, they need to let that fucking horse die. 
but he's still very popular. Nope, he, he's not in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Live googling uh, Jerry O'Connell out right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so yes. Uh, so next, uh, what have you been? What have you been watching these past uh, couple of weeks? All right. Okay. So. Like I say, the, the couple that I've watched, in addition to what we've watched together, um, Wonder Woman was the first one. I didn't catch it at the cinema. You took Isabel to go see it. No, I did take Isabel. She couldn't go. She wasn't really like that. No, she was, she was something, but I didn't end up going with Isabel, did I? Did you go without her? <laughs> you absolute bastard. She really wanted to see that as well. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a I thought you'd taken her. No. Do you take her after? <laughs> you absolute bastard. Um, yeah, not impressed. At all. Always me not taking it as a part of the... Both, to be honest. No, the film, I thought, I thought it was very underwhelming. Cool. I just... She was really fucking annoying. And the thing is, I, I, I don't know if I can even expand on it. It was... I just really didn't rate it at all. Um... And it properly, properly loses its shit in that final section, doesn't it? It just, it just completely loses its way and becomes a weird. It does become a CGI, CGI nightmare. nightmare. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I still have issues with a certain scene. I need to rewatch it. And which scene do you have issues with? Uh, the scene where she goes over the wall. Oh, yeah. Uh, onto the the the, the front yeah. there. Because they just shoot her legs. They've got machine guns, yeah. They just they, shoot they her just legs. Take her out. Yeah, we wouldn't just aim at her shield. And when I said about this, no, it's a risk things, isn't it? When I said about this, I, both Ian and Noel told me that I was being really fucking nitpicky about that. Um, uh, no, I don't. I don't think you are. To be honest, thank it you. it just it's such a shame as well because. She's fine. She's fine. I, as I, one I, woman. I, I thought she was very good, It's yeah. a decent performance. Um, one thing that did get me, actually, though, right, these these chicks on this island are supposed to be there to to sort of be ready if war breaks out and it looks like, what's his name? Ares. Yeah. He's, like, stirring shit up again, right? Yeah. World War fucking one was going on. How did they not notice that? They're that weird shield. I still don't I know, understand. But then what what is the point of them? They're just gonna live in a well, bubble. My thing there was is that they live in this weird bubble and then they they they're doing all this warrior training and then literally just a few Germans with some machine guns come and it, it's fucking chaos. Yeah, like no one's sailed through that sat patch of sea before. Well, there's a lot, yeah, it, it's yeah. It's a bit like the whole Wakanda thing, isn't it? I've not seen that either, have I? No, sorry, I didn't take you to see that either. No, you didn't. No, I did you? didn't, yeah. Uh, I, to be fair, though. You swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I didn't want to go and see that. Because you hate black people. I do not hate black people. I don't like seeing super hyped films. No, you don't actually, do you? It really bothers me because the contrary bitch in me wants, wants to be disagreeable. <laughs> really? <laughs> So I'd prefer to either see it right at the start before the hype gets too stupid. Probably the hype. Or later. I will watch it when it comes on Sky or something. I'll I'll absolutely watch it. And I'm honestly a little bit gutted that I didn't. I think there was timing issues as well, wasn't there? Where you had to go see it for the 
for the podcast and we just couldn't work it out so we could both go. Yeah. But I didn't, I want fussed. No, you weren't getting time. up that early to go and see it. You do get up really fucking early though. It's just unnecessary on a Sunday. Um, so yeah, so, but this one, I'm, I'm really, I'm really glad that I didn't pay the tenner to go and see it at view. I would have been, I would have been angry. Yeah, it, it really, I'm angry with it for being crap because it should have been better. Cool. What else have you been watching? <laughs> so my other one that I watched separately was um, I rewatched Ghost in the Shell. Um, I really enjoyed it in the cinema. Obviously, there was a lot of controversy about it at the time, um, and I wanted to rewatch it really just just to see because we watched we watched the anime, didn't we? Before just before we went to see the live action at the cinema. Yes. Just to have like a a, a point of comparison, I suppose. Yeah. And it's almost slavishly faithful to the anime, isn't it? it? Yes, it is, yeah. And I wanted to see if the reason I liked it when I saw it at the cinema, when everyone else seemed to hate it, was maybe a little bit of overlap. So I was giving it credit it didn't deserve for the anime that we'd just watched. Yeah. And honestly, it's a great film. It's a really good film. It got Scarlett Johansson's weird walk is still a little off putting. It got lost in the whole It did the Maelstrom th- of um Whitewashing. Of whitewashing, yeah. Mm. But the thing is it, it addresses that. I mean I'm not I'm not trying to minimise it. If 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 people feel offended by it then then fine. But it it does address it. I just think a lot of the time nowadays people are trying to be offended by people. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, on rewatch it, it holds up really well. It's a great film. It's really entertaining. It's it's well acted for for the majority, apart from when she's walking, because she's a tough cop lady, so she has to walk like a tough cop lady. That's the only bit that I don't like. That's the only bit that I don't like, and I think that's been a bit nitpicky. So yeah, I, I would I would I would say that that yes. Uh, her stone walk is a little bit of the, the nip to the picking. Mm. They just, they handled it really clumsily and it is such a shame because it is a good film and like you say, it's just got lost in the controversy and it's it's a shame because it's got a lot to offer. I think it's it's really well made. It looks stunning. It is a, it's a beautiful looking movie, yeah. Certainly um, that crazy robot geisha, she's really good. Like that bit. That was one that goes like fucking round and upside down and shit. It's face opens, doesn't it? Face opens, it fucks shit up, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, what's the one with the. That's a conversation for a different time. There is one with like a robot geisha type thing where its legs go. Is it Robo Geisha? <laughs> that's, that's an amazing film. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah, and that, that weird kind of time in the the, the late noughties where you had like Robo Geisha and Machine Gun Girl. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of these, uh, usually American finance, but Japanese, <laughs> Korean um, made weird movies. We've know. got a lot of them in boxes in the loft. I think we should dig lot, them out. Yeah. We, should, we should do a retrospective. Yes, a retrospective <laughs> that nobody wants. <laughs> Everyone wants it. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's great. Um, what's, in, what's his name's great as Batu, very accurate again to the anime, I think. Um, yeah, it's got what's his face in it as well, hasn't it? Michael Pitt. Michael Pitt. Love Michael Pitt. 
Yeah. Always looks a little bit like he's gonna cry though. He yeah, he does a little bit, doesn't he? Yeah. He looks like he always looks like someone should told him his favourite aunt is dead. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever seen a bad Michael Pitt film. Mm, there's a few of them. Is there? Yeah. I've not seen him. You will have them. You don't care. You probably have. Making up stories. Nah, you probably just fell asleep in them. Because he did that What's It as well, isn't he? That one. Um, what? Were? What? Were? Yeah. That one that we watch quite often. Isn't he in that one with Sandra Bullock and. He is in Murder by Numbers, love yeah. I love that. I love that. We need to rewatch that soon. We haven't watched that in a while. Yeah. As good as that. Um, and obviously, Funny Games. Yeah. He's amazing in that. Anything else then? No, not separate to what to what you've watched. Cool. Obviously, um, you've you've done a couple that I've not watched, haven't you? Yeah, they're shit, but you have watched yeah, them. Yeah, I, I have. I um, yeah, I decided to because this is the first podcast that uh, Ian will be listening to. Uh, Hi, of, Ian. Of, of, of Dude and the Monkey. Um, <laughs> I decided to watch a couple of, of movies and to, to review a couple of movies just for Ian. Um, Does he like them? No, no, hates one of them. Won't watch the other one. Outright refuses to watch it. Um, so what you're saying is you did it to be a dick. Little bit, yeah. Little bit, yeah. So um. So unlike you. I, no. Uh, yeah. So I I rewatched um, Grown Ups. I have never seen this. Movie. The um the Adam Sandler movie. That's uh, why I've never. That also stars Kevin James. Oh God. Uh, Chris Rock. David Spade, Rob Schneider is also in there, uh, and they play friends, Lenny, Eric, Kurt, Marcus and uh, Rob, uh, who play for a high school basketball team, and then in the future grow up to be a, in Adam Sandler's case, he is a Hollywood big shot agent, Kevin James is a fat man who falls down. Chris Rock is a house husband. David Spade is David Spade. It would I appear. like David Spade. No one likes David I Spade, know. sweetheart. Nobody seems uh, to. It's got Maria Bello in it, though. And Rob Schneider is Rob Schneider. And, you know, it, it, it's a film that leads us to believe these things. One, that Adam Sandler could pull a woman like... Um, like Salma Hayek. Yeah, she wouldn't switch is, him with a ten foot bar. Which, which is which is very unbelievable. What's I would say probably more unbelievable is that Kevin James could be bumping uglies with Maria Bella. Can't beat a bit of Bella. You can't beat a bit of Bella. Um so yeah, it's all got Maya Rudolph in there, um Jimmy Chung's in there very briefly, and then of course you've got the usual ones that, that um Adam Sandler drags along with him. Um so people like <laughs> Steve Buscemi and um in Meadows and people like that. Um, so yeah, it's their coach, their college coach of their college basketball team dies and they go to his funeral and then they have to sprinkle the ashes and uh, Adam Sandler's character who's very wealthy and very successful uh, rents a like a cabin for them to stay in uh, and they end up sort of refinding each other's friendship and bonding over the fact that they they've got kids who are not you know all they do is play games and they're a little bit like computer games etc and they want to they want to get outdoors and things like that uh and and you know hilarity ensues um with things like kevin james fat man falling down um Uh, you've undersold david spade's 
role, by the way, because the Wikipedia page says he's a slacker and Lothario. Yeah, why is why is why is the world trying to convince us that David Spade is a Lothario? Yeah, because he's in that TV show with that man who died. Oh, that's got Third Rock from the Sun Girl in it. Kelly Quacko. Was she Third Rock from the Sun? I no, don't I think didn't she mean was. Third Rock. <laughs> I meant the other one that we were talking about. Um, oh, uh, Fuller House? No, 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 no. Um, I don't know. Eight Simple Rules Eight simple for Dating rules. My Teenage Daughter. Oh, was David Spade in that? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, this is, yeah, so essentially you've got, yeah, there's. It's a really bad movie. Um, it sounds like it is. Right. It is bad. But what I won't deny is that it, it is something that you can quite easily put on and just kind of go, well, yeah, that's on. That's kind of on in the background. And it, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, I watched half of it in the car waiting for you, picking you up from work. And no, I think I watched all of it in the car waiting to pick you up from work. I got to pick you up from work really fucking early. <laughs> um, so yeah, I watched it all doing that. Uh, I then decided to round it all off uh, by watching Grown Ups 2, um, which Ian refuses to watch. So what's, um, what's that one about? Wow, well, Grown Ups 2. Well, uh, it's the same cast. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Um, Adam Sanders' character has decided he's going to move back to, this ho- to his hometown um, because, you know, he's made all his money and he wants, to, wants the kids to grow up in a small town rather than in, in, in Hollywood. Uh, and the film the film opens up with them having, you know, settled down and formed a life in this new sort of community for themselves with a a moose on the loose in their house that keeps on urinating on people. And it, it, it doesn't get much better from there. Um it the so the idea for this film is that Chris Rock... I like Chris Rock. Yeah, well, he's married to Maya Rudolph. It's their 20th anniversary. And Maya Rudolph forgets. Uh-huh. And she's mortified that she's forgotten. But Chris Rock thinks it's great that she's forgotten. Okay. Because he can then lord it over her. And then they come up with the idea Sounds of... Sounds healthy. Um, of... Throwing a party uh-huh. and hosting it at Lenny's house because he's got the biggest house. Um, and that th- therefore, if he throws a party, he'll be able to lord it over even more. And the whole film just seems like it is just an excuse to, for them to have a bit of a party. And not even like the characters, the actors, to have a bit of a party. <laughs> um, do they need an excuse? It's. It cost eighty million dollars. This movie. Right? How did he make? How did it make two hundred and forty-seven million? What is wrong with this people? Sand, this was just at the point where Sander could still make money. Adam Sander's name could still could still open a movie, wow. and Grown Ups did really well itself. Grown Ups made um, it's like three hundred forty million dollars, something like that. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it 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 contains. Um, yeah, it, it contains scenes where you've got Taylor Lautner doing flips, just repeatedly doing flips because they play, he, him and a few others um, play 
Mino, um, Ventimiglia, um, and. Uh, you just butchered his name. What is his real name? I think it's Ventimiglia. That's what I said. Uh, and uh, Alice Schwarzenegger's kid uh, play like uh, essentially like douchebags. Okay. College douchebags. Um, yeah, it's it is a, a horrendous piece of shit. Um, really, it's 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 fucking awful. Uh, for some reason, Shaquille O'Neal plays a police officer in it. Yeah, it, it makes no sense at all. Um, and I, I, I implore you, Ian, to please, please watch Grown Ups too, because I, I want to see, I want to hear your reaction to quite how bad it is, and actually contemplating doing a commentary um, for Grown Ups too. You'll be doing that on your own. And insisting that Ian has to get it. <laughs> um, as, as, as a form of punishment. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a horrible piece of shit. Uh, and I've watched it twice now. So uh, clearly I'm a fucking idiot. You are weird. Yeah. yeah. Haven't you watched like 27 Dresses four times? No, I've watched 27 Dresses once, actually. Mm. Yes, I've watched 27 I Dresses. I that's true. It is true. I've watched Bride Wars twice, three oh, times. Oh, that's it. What is wrong with you? Bride Wars is fine. Bright Wars is fine. It is. It's got that miserable bitch in it though, hasn't it? Hathaway. Yeah. Yes, it does have Hathaway in it. <laughs> yeah. um, right, so we, we, we've also watched a couple of where we've watched them together, haven't we, as well? We have. Um, so, we'll start with Logan Lucky. Which okay. you hadn't seen. No. But I, I had. had. Yes, you had. Right, yes. Um, so, Logan Lucky, Steven Soderbergh uh, film. Um... Those who don't know uh, the actual plot story, it is the Logan brothers come up with an idea to rob the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and it, it's it's Soderbergh doing his heist movie, but instead of it being you know high end um, criminals, it's <laughs> white trash criminals. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> but you know, good hearted white trash um, criminals, not maga hat wearing. Dickheads. Yeah. Um, Logan Lucky, what do you think? I really, I really liked it actually. I, I didn't think I would. Um, I wasn't super impressed with the trailer. Um, yeah, I really liked the trailer. And yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't think I would. Um, but it was, it was really, really good. Um, and cleverer than I expected it to be. Um, at points funnier than I expected it to be. Um, Daniel Craig. He's had a blast, though. And his weird blonde hair freaked me out a little bit. Just looks wrong. Um, but yeah, great. Seth MacFarlane wasn't annoying in it, which I expected him to be. Um, they all, yeah, they all seemed like they were having fun. To be perfectly honest with you, I mean, some of them there, they always do, but you know, like. Daniel Craig getting to do a film like that when he's been bond for such a long time and he's clearly not enjoying that whatsoever. But he's coming back for another one. He is, but he's only coming back because it's Danny Boyle, isn't he? I think he's only coming back because it's Danny Boyle and it's an awful lot of money. Yeah. So, him getting to do something fun. Katie Holmes, Hilary Swank generally tend to be in more serious stuff. 
them. I mean, their roles are more serious within it. Yeah. But they're still. It. Riley Keough's fantastic in that movie. I like Riley Keough. I don't think you can not really. I don't probably like her for the same reasons you do, though. Why do you think I like her? Um, because she 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 spends a lot of it in a sh- very short skirt with cowboy boots on. Didn't notice that. Didn't notice that. No, no. I have to rewatch it now. Won't I have to rewatch it. I have to rewatch yeah. it for the for the what was it a short skirt? Did you say? I believe so. Didn't notice that. No. Nope. Catherine Watson needs to sort out her weird mushroom hair. I'm not digging that hair. You're not a big fan of that. You keep expecting Mario to jump on her head, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not a good hairstyle on her for such a pretty girl as well and it just ruins all of that she can walk though can't she she walks a lot in that movie yeah and she's not in it very often she's good though she's very very good it's just a hair concerns me um but yeah i i, I really really enjoyed it i thought it was um like like you say it was a a different take on a heist movie it was it was a fun take on it. So, yeah, really enjoyed it. Oh, what did you think on rewatch? Um, I enjoyed it on rewatch. I, I, I do feel it It loses its way. Oh, sorry, just to interrupt for a second because I completely forgot. I have had fucking Take Me Home Country Road stuck in my head ever since we watched it as well. Uh, it, it, yeah, the John Denver song. It is an absolute earworm song. <laughs> um, I think it. I mean, it's two hours long. Which is about about the limit for this type of movie that you can that you can last. Mm. You know, could it be a little bit shorter? Maybe could it be a bit longer. No, um, it's a bit baggy in the middle. I think yeah. And the problem I have there is is it's too baggy in the middle, mm. but they're not enough weight at the end. Yeah. You lay the tree. They do the heist, and then it's Hillary Swank appears, and then the film ends five minutes later. Mm. And it's a bit like, oh, it, 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 I get the feeling that they, that, that they, in the writing, they had an, they had all the movie there and they had the ending, but they they just didn't have that to get to it. And Soderbergh has used his Soderberginess. <laughs> is that is that a real word? Uh, yes, it yeah. is. Uh, yeah. Um, Solid descriptor there. Well done. Thank you. Uh, he's used his sort of urginess, um <laughs> to, to to you know to kind of cover a few kind of cracks in the in the screenplay. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed with that actually because the like one of the great things about these types of movies is that bit where you get that flashback reveal at the end and it's like oh he did that. Whereas with this, it rushed through it, it and comes kind really of, quickly, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, and then you kind of left thinking, wait, what? Yeah, it, it's it, it, it yeah. it's almost like. The writer thought it was that clever that she that they just couldn't wait to get to it. Yeah. Oh, it's not even not even that it got to it really quickly. It's rushed, it's, it rushed through it as well. Yeah, it, it did seem to it did seem to have an awful lot of foreplay, and then once yeah. it whacked it in there, it just blew its load everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you've ruined it for me now. Why? Yeah, I'm really. No, I really enjoyed it. It just it had its issues. I think. Yeah. But it was, I think I was just more shocked at how much better it was than I expected it to be. Yeah. So was that. Channing Tatum's a, a funny one though, isn't he? In what, in what sense? I like Channing Tatum a lot. But he, he can make himself 
really, really odd looking when he wants to. <laughs> For a guy that's as good looking as he as he is when he wants to be. She does wear quite short skirts and quite short shorts and quite a lot, doesn't she? Yeah. Are you are you Google images in Riley Keogh? Yep. I'm I'm sat right here. You're so rude. Anyway, I'm talking about how attractive challenges. Yeah, you are. Me, so. You're talking about but how, yeah. yeah. And then sometimes it's like he goes. Yeah, very short shorts. Ah. I had to get in really good shape for Magic Mike, and, and you know, sometimes I do have to do that. So, in between times, I'm just going to eat all the burgers, and then his face becomes almost like a beach ball. I don't think he eats burgers. Nothing. I think he's a burrito. A burrito guy. I think, Milkshakes. I think he's I a think burrito he... and shake kind yeah, of guy. Yeah. yeah. Dipping his fries in his shake. I can he, see him doing uh, that. He's, he's a fry dipper, without question, and I reckon he loves a double muffin for breakfast. A double muffin? Double muffin, yeah. Is that just two muffins? That's just two muffins, oh, right, okay. yeah. It's two muffins. I thought it was like some magical thing you were going to... No, it's two muffins. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's funny. He's, 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 he's good at what he does, though. He's uh, Yeah, he's he's very good. He's it's, it's, well, he, 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 He's good at playing the... Every man but... Turned up. That makes sense. I find it, I find it mind blowing that this guy started in in Step Up. It is mental, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Kind of, he very much has shaken that off quite briefly. I like Step Up. It's a good, it's a good movie. I'm fine with Step Up. Yeah. Um, right, and the other one, the final one that we that we watched uh, this week was uh, a rewatch of Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Which you actually joined us on the actual podcast for, didn't you? I did. Uh, because Blade Runner is is your favourite movie, isn't it? Yes, it um, is. We're actually sat in front of a Blade Runner poster right now, aren't we? It's a very beautiful Blade Runner. It's a very beautiful Blade Runner poster, poster isn't it? Yeah. We might have to get a Blade Runner 2049 poster to go with it. Yeah, mm, we don't have any posters of movies from the past five years. And I don't know if Blade Runner 2049 is a movie we want to <laughs> add to that. Right, you, you're wrong. Probably, yeah, yeah. But we are, then this one, this one is, is, is slightly fun, uh, this little tangent I'm going to go on now. Is we're actually thinking about redecorating the room we're sat in now, aren't we? Not completely, but mildly. Uh, and currently we have a, a blue uh, chimney breast with a very big uh, Japanese poster for My Little Totoro, don't we? Yes, I, I don't know where you're going with and, this. This is the point. And we also have, uh, and our, our room, just to, to paint a little bit of a picture for you. Um, You're setting the scene. I'm setting the scene, yeah. Is, it's like a, it's like a, what is it, a pale bluey grey? No, it's, it's pale grey. Pale grey. Uh, and then we've got blue and we've got bluey grey sofas and we've got orange and yellow cushions, right? And we're thinking about turning the blue of the chinny breast into a yellow, aren't we? Yes. And going blue with the... Um, sofas with yellow cushions and adding that yellow into it. But the other posts we've got in here are a Dark Knight poster which has a very blue hue to it. Uh, a Blade Runner poster which again has got quite a lot of blue in it, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, a Halloween poster which has no fucking blue. Uh, but it's got the orange in there, we've got orange cushion. Uh, and then we've got a First Blood poster which sits well on the grey, doesn't it? Yeah. Right? <laughs> now, I'm having a conversation with Noel um, about this, our comic book correspondent. What about our internal decor in our house? No, 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 right now, right now, whilst listening to this, it, it, it is, is nodding and going, I know where he's going with this. I know where he's going with this. Because me and Noah had a long conversation about this. 
Noel decorated his dining area in a yellow and wanted to put a film poster in there, but it had to be something that had yellow in it. And it had to be something that he would be allowed to have that Claire would let him have. And he was finding it really, really difficult. We're about to go yellow. Yeah. So we're going to need to get some kind of poster that has a bit of yellow in it to kind of pull that out. Does yellow in... None like... of them. None of them. The Totoro Girls shirt is yellow. Oh, that's... There's yellow in that Blade There's Runner yellow one. yellow in the Blade Isn't Runner it? one. That's yellow. That's pale, yellow. son. It's yellow. I'm... And mm, the pale. Halloween guys, and I are yellow. Nah. Plenty of yellow. No, there isn't. So, yeah. So there we go. We, we, we have the yellow conundrum that, that Noel had. So, I, I don't really... I still don't know why you're raising this. Is this so that people can send in suggestions? Or? Well, why not? <laughs> I'm raising it because I want I, I want Noel to know that I am now feeling his pain. You're so random. <laughs> the Blade Runner 2049 poster's got yellow in it. It doesn't have yellow it in it. It does there. That's not yellow, that's orange. It's really pale orange. That's still fucking orange. Shush. Anyway, Blade anyway. Runner 2049. What yes. do you watch? Oh, it's just really fucking good, isn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it is. So, were you more impressed or less impressed with it on rewatch? What was your? <coughs> I wanted to do. I've wanted to do a home rewatch since it came out because, as you quite rightly stated, Blade Runner is is my favourite film. Yeah. And have watched it many times at home. Twenty forty nine. It felt different because it was in the cinema. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's dodgy speaker, didn't we? Oh, that bloody speaker. Anyway, um, and I wanted to see if it if it felt like Blade Runner feels when you watch it at home, and it's a different experience. And had we seen it in a cinema without a dodgy speaker, I think the experience would have been better. Um, but it was it was great seeing it on the big screen, and it is it is deserving of a watch on the big screen. Mm. Um, but it's, I think it wraps you up in its world better when you watch it at home. Yeah. You know, you you sit with the lights off and you watch it and, you know, there's no one else munching popcorn around you. I I have a very love-hate relationship with the cinema. Um, and badly behaved cinema audiences are absolutely a massive pet hate for me, so... I think it takes you out of it and you are very obviously you're very aware that you're sat in a big cold room with a bunch of other people where it's different watching it at home isn't it and it mm. it absolutely it absolutely lived up to what I was expecting and hoping it would be you know I, I didn't <laughs> didn't have that sense of relief either that 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 anxiety throughout the film that shit what if it's not as good yeah as I want it to be because I knew that it already already knew that it was um so yeah, I think it gives you the the freedom to kind of notice things that maybe you didn't little little quirks in the in the the film that you maybe didn't pick up on at first and stuff like that. So like I can't think of any off the top of my head, so I'm kind of regretting raising that. But you you know, just like little little stylistic things that you go like, oh, um, nice. that John Letter's character was blind. Mate, everyone noticed that. Everyone noticed that first time they saw it. Literally nobody in the world except you didn't know that he was blind. 
You're just a bit thick. Cheers. <laughs> I still can't believe you didn't realise that. I don't think it's correctly explained. For such an intelligent guy, you really do dro- drop a clanger sometimes, don't you? Cheers, bibs. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is. It's it's fantastic, and I think it 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 could have just rehashed or extended on the first story. It could have been lazy, and it wasn't. And it's a good story. It it has its flaws. Jared Leto is fine, I but not fantastic. I don't think he was that. I I I just think he's actually. On rewatch, because I had a problem with him on initial watch. I do actually think on rewatch, I I think he's actually all right in it. Yeah. I don't think he's he's fantastic. He's blown it away, but I, I do think that the mild kind of criticism that he had of it were a little bit more criticisms of him rather than his his performance in it. Well, didn't it come out quite? <sighs> No, Suicide Squad came out ages before. But it was still, there was still that, I think, that bad, that bad smell around the yeah. place yeah. of him. I don't, think, I don't think he does anything wrong in it. I just don't think he's great in it. He doesn't... I don't think the character's a good character. No. To be honest. I, I think maybe... He's a lazily written baddie. That's, that's the... Yeah, I can see that. You know, but it's not about the baddie in this as such. Yes, they're chasing them. Yes, it adds the... The peril and stuff like that, but it. But loves a decent body. Oh, she's a bitch, isn't she? Yeah. Bloody woman. Um. Yeah. So you know, he's he's not Tyrell, but he doesn't need to be. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think. I you know it's it's I know people have their criticisms criticisms of it. Um with regards the representation of the women in it and stuff like that and that all blew up a few weeks after after release basically all the women are just like um most of the women in it are like essentially sex objects joy is just she's just there for his satisfaction the pink-haired girl who is um, Kenzie Dips. Yeah, she's in what's it in show? Black Mirror. Um, I'm trying to remember what I recognised her from. Yeah, I don't know. She's in other stuff. Yeah, come. Um, you know. Of course, she's yeah, she's in that one that everyone. San soils the lines about. San Junipero is really good, actually. It's fine. No, it it is good. You're just. See, you, you're miserly about stuff as well. You just don't oh. like... Like, you've just decided you don't like Black Mirror. You've seen, like, two episodes. One of which you liked, which was the one with What's-His-Face's son in it. Uh, Wyatt Russell. Yes. Which is very, very good. It's fine. Oh, you're a twat. Um, so, yeah, people people got their panties in a bit of a bunch about that, didn't they? But, you know, that, that it's not true. Love is... Badass. A badass. What's-Her-Face, Robin Wright... Robin Wright. Robin Wright. <laughs> is, um, you know, she's a boss lady. Yeah. You know, there's scientist lady. There's there's tons of women in it that aren't just sex workers. So, yeah. Because um, I, I, I genuinely, I, like, I specifically looked for it this time to see if I thought it was problematic. Yeah. Um, Because it had been raised. And it, I just don't think it is. I think it's just people looking for stuff to whine about. 
with that particular one. Um, oh, it's horrible when, oh my God, that bloody woman, that, when, when she stamps on the thing that holds joy. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. It's just awful. It's an unpleasant bit. Yeah, you'd say, I mean, it, it won um, Deacon's, his, his, his first one overdue uh, Oscar for best cinematography. It's a staggering it looking movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The and also I think that the reason why I think it looks as as stunning as it does is because um Dennis Villeneuve they've used a lot of models. They've used a lot of um of techniques of, of, of filmmaking rather than yeah. animation masquerading as filmmaking. Not that not that CG is, is fantastically used and it is, it is an incredibly complex thing to do and it, it is an art of itself. I think that the aesthetic is something like, for instance, you couldn't, you couldn't do model work and stuff like that on something like um, Infinity War. Yeah. Which is a... It's an expensive and a very, it's a very nice looking movie. I wouldn't call it a good-looking movie. But I wouldn't call it an ugly movie. Like I would, I would specifically call, for instance, Age of Ultron an ugly movie. If you ask me, yeah, it's not yeah. a very nice-looking movie. Not easy on the eye, but whereas this, this is just a staggeringly beautiful movie. Yeah, um, yeah. But the thing is, because there was a lot of model work done in the original. Well, yeah, they used the, the same model work. And you know, there's there's a reason why it feels like a natural successor to the first movie. It feels movie. like the same world because it's, yeah. it's created using the same, the same materials. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and I think I think that was... Again, obviously a lot of people were concerned that it, that it wouldn't, that it had been too long, that it would feel too different, it would look too different, and etc, etc. And it, it just really doesn't. You could watch them back to back quite happily. Yeah, but they... they... It's about you're not creating a world. You you you're enhancing a world. Mm. You're creating you, you're creating a future from a future. Yeah. Um, and you've got to add that <laughs> alternate timeline. You've got to add that decay. Yeah. Um, and you've got to add that that element of um of architecture that would have naturally progressed. You can't just fucking rewrite it. No. Go, well, I want it to look like this instead, and bang, I can do because you know it's set thirty years afterwards. It's like, well, yeah, but you look at the architecture of any actual place because it is. It, it's not. It it it's not another world. Mm. It's actual places. You look at the architecture somewhere. Thirty years, it doesn't change that much. Well, that's it. That's that's things get added and and, and etc. and stuff like that. And there's the appeal of that. But there's still buildings that look like they look. Yeah, and that's that's I think what what the original does so well and then carries on. It's it's supposed to be a bit dystopian. Things aren't supposed to be great. Yeah. They're not going to be if things aren't particularly great and there's not like tons of money rolling around and all that kind of stuff and people are poor and blah 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 and everyone's living on top of each other. They're not going to be spending. Well, tons of money redesigning whole cities. It is going to look like an older version of what's there now. Well, the other, the other thing you've got is you've got two movies there in Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Where space travel exists. Yeah. People live on other worlds. You've got two movies there, totally in a, a what, four and a half, nearly five hours. Mm. But it's been a single second of it. In space. In space. 
No. No, the closest it comes to it is when the um, the mister comes to bring him his food to his window in his little flying machine. That's not... No. That's the, I'm just saying that's the closest that's to a, it. That's a drone, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I really enjoyed it on, on, a, on, a, on a rewatch. I, just, I, just, I think it's... I think it's very much a movie that suffered from people being a bit minge first. It yeah. went, it went. I think, I think it suffered from its own hype. It went from being this is amazing, this is going to win Oscars, this is one of the greatest movies ever made, to literally within within like the space of people. It was like literally, it went from one hundred and forty characters, people loved it, and the minute it switched to two hundred and eighty characters, people went, they fucking hated it. <laughs> That's how long it took them. <laughs> um, to, to go in, uh, into hating it, um, and uh, and our performances are very good. Um, you know, from I I do think Leto's fine. I think David Baister is, is very good. Um, Gosling plays the. It suits it, him it suits anyway. His, but also, as well, he plays the emotion of not understanding emotions quite well. Yeah. As well, and he gets I, a fantastic I think, death. I think maybe that's just him. Yeah. I don't think he does understand um, real emotion. Ford looks like he's turned up to something and gone, oh, I actually give a shit about this. Yeah. Which is quite refreshing for him. Yeah, if I think... It would have ruined it for me. Because Harrison Ford can be a bit of a... Cantankerous. I was going to say a different C word, but yes. Um, he can be, and he is about Star Wars. And that must... I like Star Wars, I wouldn't count myself anywhere near being a rabid fan. For actual, real, proper, proper fans of Star Wars, it must really piss them off that their their sort of hero of the piece kind of guy is a twat about the movies that they love. It must do, and it would if he'd come out and been all Harrison Ford about Blade Runner. I think I, I think I'd have just had to have fallen out with him forever and not ever watched any of his other films that weren't Blade Runner, um, because it is. It is. It's fantastic, and if he had been a, a twat about it, I think he'd have just been doing it to be difficult. Um, but yeah, he actually he turns up for this one, mm. and oh my god, and that scene, that scene with the holograms, is just mint. Yeah, it's fantastic. Scene. <laughs> I, I did forget about that scene until it was actually happening. Oh, um, it's awesome. And I also think uh, uh, the Anas is is very good as Joy. She is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's for for something that's supposed to be a hologram. She's a very well fleshed out character. She's brilliant in it. Mm. Um, she's the humanity, oddly enough, to his yeah um, stoicism. Um, so yeah, she is. She's good, and she's, oh, she's just so incredibly pretty, isn't she? Didn't know. Oh, she is though. No. I'll, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you admit to that one if you want. I, 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 I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So yeah, uh, that was that was our, what we've been watching. Uh, we do have a, a few uh, Twitter questions. So thank you very much for asking people. I'll go through them now. Uh, Tom uh, at Mister Tom Ripley says, which podcaster would win in a blueberry pine in contest? It's Ian, isn't it? I don't know. He's all like healthy and shit now, though, isn't he? He does his marathons. I think. I think, and stuff. I think he could still eat the fuck up a blueberry pie. I think I could beat Ian. You reckon he could beat Ian? Yeah. Are you gonna go for that? Well, there we go. The next meet up. <laughs> <laughs> next meet up. There you go. Blueberry pie in contest. It wouldn't be me. I know. In these situations, um, Mike 
Maybe. Prince Ref versus Punter. Mike. I reckon Jordan with two beers in him. I reckon he could fucking demolish. But I know he doesn't podcast anymore. But, you know, I'm still counting him. Jordan's um, a beast when he's Jordan's a beast when he's two beers. Two, beers. two beer Jordan's a fucking, is an animal. First night Jordan. Is first night animal. Jordan. Love first night Jordan. Second night Jordan's not quite so happy though, is he? Um... <laughs> um, put a poll of the uh, Chinsworks put the podcast says um, uh, Shag Barry kill question mark um, d- d- no context <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's to do with the stand by me um, the boys boys maybe I don't know um, oh, I wouldn't kill any of them all of them's already dead so not pick him Oh, no, that's horrible. That's just... Well, he is. But you can't say things like that. But he is dead. You don't want him dead. I'm not saying I want him dead, but he is dead. But so Shag be... Marry Kill be... is about what you... Well, then, well, we'll take him out of the equation, then. Well, no, because... Jerry O'Connell. You'd have to kill him. He's too stupid. Too stupid to live. Right, well, Oh, but it. no, but then you'd, either, you'd have to either Shag or Marry Corey Feldman. Yeah. And not real Corey Feldman. Teddy with his burnt ears. No, I don't know. You made it too difficult now. Uh-huh. I think. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. Gordy's lovely, so probably marry Gordy. Yeah. Shag Chris because it's River Phoenix. He's dead. No, but he's he's not in the film. Um, well, we're not shagging twelve-year-olds either, are we? But. Um, I'm not even sure if that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and kill. Oh, I don't know. Though Teddy's Teddy's Teddy. You'd have to kill. You'd have to kill Teddy. Cool. What's yours? Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Which member of the Stand by Me gang would you have been as a kid? I'd have been Gordy. Yeah, he would have been. Actually, oh, I'm yeah. like, I was the right fucking nerd. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would. I'd be doing the college courses. Yeah, you would be. Yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, in my brain, I would be Chris. You'd in reality, be Chris, I'd you? probably be Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you wouldn't be Teddy. <laughs> you can be Chris. <laughs> so yeah, so there we go. Um, Hang on, do we get to be? Do we get to be like Ace or? I, I, yeah, I, I'd probably go for Ace. Yeah, because I am. Yes. He's rocking that blonde hair as well. That's good, a blonde yeah. hair. Uh, and then our final question uh, is from uh, Ian, um, who says, assuming the co-host is who I think it is, which is yourself. Did He, he must have known. You must have told him. No. <laughs> He's sneaky bastard. Uh, what film do you most oppose each other in view on? What film do we absolutely disagree, disagree on? on? Anything with um, that guy you like, the biodome guy. Oh, sure. <laughs> no, I'm right. Um, you like pretty in pink, do you? Oh, it's shite. It's pretty in pink. And I think you're just so wrong. That fucking dress. You can't get past the fact that you don't like the dress because the rest, of, <laughs> the only Harry Dean Stanton film you don't like. I love Harry Dean Stanton. Oh. So yeah, but Pretty in Pink is one that that that, that we, because I, I I love Pretty in Pink and I often suggest watching it. I we even have it on iTunes and every time you just you just make a face. It's not all about the dress, but right, the title of the movie is Pretty in Pink. She does not look pretty in that weird sack dress she makes. 
see. Go, what else? There's, 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 princess Bride. Yes, I, 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 I don't get on with the Princess Bride. No. Too zany for me. <laughs> Doom. To be fair, I rewatched that recently and I don't think I can ever watch it again because it really freaks me out seeing Dwayne Johnson with hair. <laughs> I, I really didn't like it. Yeah, it's a bit weird. It's just wrong. It's just wrong. I don't know what else do we disagree on? We, we, we mildly disagree on, on, on certain things quite often, don't we? Like what? Not in films where we, just, where we don't quite see eye to eye on, but there's, there's very rarely a film that we just outright... Don't. You don't you don't like the Silent Hill movies, which you're just wrong on. I'm not. You are. Um, Cabin in the Woods, you love Cabin in the Woods and I didn't like it, did I? No, but then there are reasons behind that, aren't they? And that's that you are a little bit miserly when it comes to Joss Whedon. Yeah, because I knew it was a prick all along. Right, but you can't you can't dislike it on principle, says the, the girl who spent Years not watching anything with Tom Cruise in, or who else have I had little faces? Matt Damon. Did I have a Matt Damon face? Matt Damon face, yeah. yeah. Who else? There's been loads, actually. There's been quite a few, yeah. Kieran Knight was on my shit list at the moment. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we, we do tend to sort of disagree on, on, on certain films sometimes, don't we? You are wrong a lot, so... No, I'm not. You are? No. Um, and I will get you watching more Polly Shaw movies. Son-in-law's a great movie. It it's is. the one where he plays like a caveman. I know there's, there's any a scene man. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't play the caveman. Brendan Fraser plays the caveman. Oh, back when Brendan Fraser was kind of like, he's like a... Surfical, yeah. 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 Oh. Poor Brendan Fraser. Poor Brendan Fraser. Dwayne Johnson's stolen his career. He, yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. Like, like, Brendan Fraser turned it to set and went, cool, we're doing, we're, doing, we're, doing, we're doing G2. And they went, and the Rocks went, ooh, no. Do we play Brendan? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody but it is, it is, tell him. It is true, though. Like, and it's, it's like, it's like, it's like, I, I get the feeling that Dwayne Rock Johnson took him for a coffee and went, Brendan, I hate that. <laughs> I hate to be done to break this to you, man. But he's on his, on his shoulder and just went, people just don't love you anymore. <laughs> and then did a little pet pop of love uh, and Brendan Fraser <laughs> just, just, just sat there and went, at least The Rock told me it's straight yeah. as he went out and literally stole his career. I think The Rock would tell you straight, though. But I, 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 but I don't think Brendan Fraser would have been in Fast and Furious. No, or Baywatch. I could have seen him as being Baywatch actually, mm. as Mitch. Mm. Actually, yeah, as a as a successor to David Hasselhoff rather than a replacement of The Rock, yeah. 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 Yep. Poor Brendan. Do you yeah, think he um, made a deal? Do you reckon like The Rock gave some kickbacks? Well, I stole your career, but is a little pity check. A little pity check. Yeah. yeah. You can mow my lawn. Oh. <laughs> oh, poor Brendan. No, the rock moses alone when I can't see it. Um, no, he just doesn't dare grow. Yeah, it's, yeah he, just, he just stares at it. Yeah. The, little, the little eyebrow. The eyebrow. Eyebrow thing. <laughs> and the fucking grass just goes, shit this off. <laughs> fucking gone. Uh, oh. Yeah, so um, what we're basically saying is Brendan Fraser is the rock's pool boy. Um, <laughs> so, How yeah. did we get on to this? Who knows? That's the beauty of a tangent. Um, so next week... Um, because we are coming to the end because that was our, our Twitter questions. Next week, um, well, Ian's back next week, not 
permanently, I don't think. But Ian is back next week. Uh, we're also joined by our Star Wars correspondent, um, Steve, uh, at TGV73, to review Solo. The, the, um, Does he know a lot about Star Wars? He knows a shitload about Star Wars. Do, do we have to do some research? No. Okay. Basically, all I do in these Star Wars episodes <laughs> is just say, Dave, this bit, and Steve very graciously and very calmly explains things to me in ways that I can understand where I must sound like the worst kind of fucking noob in the world. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to the, 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 the solo movie. I, I feel mm. like I people have, have been ready to dislike it straight away in a similar way to what they were the last jedi in the fact that they've asked for a solo movie asked for it asked for it asked for it i've got it and then once they've got it i've gone oh i'm not actually sure what it now and it, i'm feeling that's gonna happen with the boba fett movie i'd, I'd love that they're making a boba fett movie it is the coolest character in the entirety he's of star the coolest wars looking character yeah. right but that doesn't mean you build the entire movie around but it. you can just... There is one. There is one reason that I am. There's. I'm. I'm. I'm looking forward to the movie. I'm interested to see it. A little concerned about um, the casting of of um, Han Solo and whether it's actually going to I feel. I don't mind him. I just don't. I don't. From the trailers, he doesn't. He doesn't feel like a young Han Solo. He feels like a whole different character. It doesn't feel like a a spiritual predecessor for the characters in the later movies. Yeah. So, but, but we'll see. I'm open to it. I'm I'm really hoping it's fine. I'm I'm the 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 main reason that I am genuinely excited to see this movie is for Donald Glover as Lando. Well, he is he, he is. I like hot seeing shit him right now. Isn't he is, it? isn't he? After his cool music video. Yeah. But you don't you don't get it. Do I don't get it. You no. don't get it. I don't get it. No. <laughs> tried getting it. It's good. It, is it? It's all symbolic and shit. Is it though? You've got to watch it properly. Is it though? Yeah. Or is it one of those things that people have been told things are happening no. and so they believe it? No. I think it might be. I don't think I it is. tried. I think you need to try again. I but yeah, again. so anyway, back on to the, it, the film. Wait, I like seeing Donald Glover and stuff. I think he's a really good no, actor. No. No. Right. I need to finish my point I was making. All right, right fine. If somebody makes a music video, right... <laughs> That you then have to watch an 18 minute video that explains it. You don't have to watch an 18 minute video that explains it. I think a lot of people do. Just watch it properly. No. Yes. No. Yes, I will. I will. And next week I'll probably come back and go, I still don't get it. (laughs) So, yeah. uh, That Atlanta that he's in is supposed to be really good as well. We might have to give that a watch. We might have to give it a watch. Um, So, yeah, so we'll have that. Um, so we're not going to do a retro review next week we'll do one the week after new review whilst we also discuss whatever film we're going to discuss then which I'm still at that one and now Ian's not here I'm, I, I might actually have to look him at planning for what movies are out because usually I just go Ian what are we reviewing next week <laughs> um, and I think if I say Becky what are we reviewing next week he'll just go I don't fucking know uh, what's out what's out I didn't even know like, Solo was out like which week so um, yeah so thank you very much for, for uh, joining us for your first episode as uh, co-host it's been it's been fun. Good, I'm enjoying um, it. So yes, uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, the YouTube channel, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, the more people that subscribe, the sooner we'll get a actual page for it, and uh, we can start upping the content and upping the whatever it is that you 
kind of doing that. Ian's, Ian's doing a little bit on that with the gaming bit. We could, we could maybe film you podcasting so that people can see how animated you are. Maybe we should. You maybe sound we like, should. when you listen and you're not in the room with you, you sound like you're quite calm. But you, you're flaming all over the place, aren't you? I, 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 a wild exaggeration. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, com at Monkey on Twitter, at BexyFoz on Twitter, at Ian Loring, at DudeFoz. Uh, is there anything I'm missing? Oh, dude, um, DudeMonkey at gmail.com uh, as well would be... The address there. Oh, there's also there's two commentaries of on our Bandcamp page. So yeah, uh, coming up, I think during the week we've got Ian is as we uh, are finishing recording this is doing a De- drunken Detroit um, game play through. Oh my god! Anyone anyone listening that hasn't watched Ian play Resident Evil Seven on YouTube, go and fucking watch it because yeah. it is hilarious. Ian... You can almost. You can almost see him just shitting his pants yeah. at the scary bits. It is so funny. Ian shits himself. He's, he's very good. Um, as I am told by people who have watched it, um, A Way Out, um, myself and Ian playing through that. <laughs> he's quite amusing. Oh, the um, fishing bit. My God, the fishing bit was so funny. <laughs> and then next week, uh, me and Ian are going to start. We're going to try and win the World Cup um, on FIFA. Uh, as a court bit there. I, I might not watch that. We're going to try and win the World Cup. Yeah, I might not watch that. So, yeah. So, we have that uh, on there. So, a lot of content coming through from the damn you. So, thank you so much for listening, guys. And we shall speak to you next week.